Hello, and welcome to another installment of the Random Joe Show. It's Thursday, April 19th, and I hope you're doing very well today. I apologize for the lack of 38-minute impressions of late, but I've been somewhat under the weather last week. If you listened to the Saturday episode about Full Metal Furies, you probably noticed that, but I am mostly better and ready to get back at it. Now, here on the Random Joe Show... We're a video game book club where we play through a game each week, myself and the community, and we chat about it on Twitter and Discord. You're always invited to join in the conversation or just wait until Saturday and hear me share my thoughts and discussion topics from the week. Now, in between those weekly shows, what I like to do is get through my backlog, I'm trying to play through each game that I own, and uh, I'm not trying to beat them, but I am trying to play them for at least 38 minutes, hence 38-minute impressions. Uh, I try to play them from 38 minutes to an hour, somewhere in that time frame. And then I make these shows as a way to kind of write down and, and get my thoughts out about what I liked, what I didn't like, and uh, my general impressions uh, of that game. And I like to put those out in, in the middle of the week to kind of give you an idea of uh, what I'm playing and just get an opportunity to talk about more games. So hopefully you've played this game or you're interested in it. And we can talk, chat some more about it. Now, the 38-minute impression today is on a game that's a little bit older. It's about 10 years old. Uh, it's called Cave Story Plus. Now, there is a Cave Story that was kind of an initial version. Cave Story Plus is, from my understanding, the kind of like revised, uh, definitive, reworked edition that got released for PC and a couple other platforms. Uh, if you're familiar with this game, uh, it's, it's this indie... Uh, kind of like inspired by the you know ret retro Metroidvania type games of old and made by a single Japanese developer. It came out right around the wave of, of indie titles uh, that gave the genre more attention and exposure through events like the Summer of Arcade on Xbox One. Now, Cave Story wasn't one of those games that came out on Summer of Arcade, but it was a game that saw a lot of reception through Nintendo's consoles and through like the virtual consoles and stuff. So it ended up getting published in those areas. It's actually on Switch right now and to PC. Uh, so it kind of got released in, in a different than some of those other popular games from the time, but it really was very much in the spirit of those kinds of games that were made by one person or a, group, a small group of people and began getting a lot of popularity and notoriety. Now, this game is basically uh, essentially just an ode to that SNES-era Metroidvania game. Uh, it's got a retro, kind of pixelated aesthetic and, and chiptune-inspired soundtrack. Uh, it follows a lot of conventions, that genre. It doesn't really break too hard from it. It's just a pretty good one of those. The character models and designs are kind of are, are fun and interesting. And I think the thing that I would say the most about this game, and we'll get into this in the, in the stuff I liked is that it, it wears its heart on its sleeve so well. And, and it really does send that message of that this was made as a labor of love. It does not feel made by committee. It doesn't feel polished to a sheen. It feels rough, and it feels honest and authentic. And, and I like this game. I, I had played it probably six or seven years ago and really enjoyed my time with it. And coming back to it, uh, I found some things that I liked and, and was reminded of some of the things that I knew that I liked. 
observe some things that I didn't really like as much, but uh, I remember liking this game. So here are some of the things that I liked. First, the music. Uh, the music is incredible in this game. Uh, I love the soundtrack for this game. It has a really, really awesome vibe. As I mentioned before, the things that are strong about this game are, are the artistry of it, and the artistry of it from the from the perspective that it really does evoke a personal touch. It has a, a deep sense that this came from a spirit of, of love and hope, and, uh, and I'll kind of mention that as I, as I go with even some of these other things. Another thing I loved was the art style. Once again, the art is just, it has a personality, it has kind of like a quirky, uh, kind of like buoyant and hopeful kind of feel to it. I really love the art style and it's it's very charming. And I think that's kind of, once again, that word is going to come up again. The writing, the dialogue, it's charming. It's just so heartfelt and and earnest. And, uh, and I like these things about it. Those are probably the strongest aspects of the game is the music, the art, and the writing. They just really communicate the, the spirit of this thing and... Uh, and that leaves you feeling happy. Uh, at least that's how I feel. I, I feel happy. I can't help but smiling because it, it's got such a such a kind of like glowing, bright, cheery kind of kind of feel to it. And it has some dark aspects to it in terms of theme and 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 even artistic. It's not just all sunshine and rainbows, but there's a there's a beauty and a grace and and an, and like just an earnestness to it. And you just can't help but love it. And, uh, and maybe that's something that you're like, oh, I kind of would love to play like a Metroidvania game. And it's very much sculpted after a love for those kinds of games. It has a cartoonish, uh, more cartoonish kind of anime bend to the, the art direction and the style behind it. But it's just, it's just nice. I just, I like it. I like the art. I like the music. And it just makes me smile. The weapon upgrade system is, is the, probably the strongest mechanical thing. I would say about the game, uh, and what happens is essentially once you acquire a weapon, as you go through the level, you'll fight against various enemies, and they could be like, you know, toads that hop, or or you know, bees that kind of fly around above you, or whatever else. And in a, in a, in a side-scrolling Metroidvania, you know, you jump up in the air and shoot, or you can shoot straight up in the air and try to destroy those enemies with your with your bullets. As you do that, those enemies will then drop experience triangles. And those experience triangles or points or whatever, when you pick them up, uh, they will increase your experience bar, not for your overall character, but for that gun in particular. And once that gun levels up, it will then gain a new fire ability. It could gain an extra laser. It could gain uh, homing missiles. It could gain you know any, any number of things. And that's a really interesting way of doing things. Now, the most interesting part of it is not the fact that the gun upgrades with use, or with experience. The most interesting part is that if you get hit, you lose experience on the equipped weapon. What happens then is that the the weapon is constantly shifting modes from being stronger to weaker to stronger to weaker. And as you become more proficient with the gun, you gain the ability to keep its, its higher damage, higher ability kind of station more frequently and more consistently because you're getting hit less. At the same time, you're becoming more powerful. So there's a really evocative sense in which you want to capture that power and you want to use that gun in that ultra powerful way. It's a really cool system and I really like it. I think it's really interesting. I think it 
rewards these kill streaks with the upgrades. It, it rewards you for becoming more adept. And it has a very tangible reward in terms of its feel, not just in terms of a number going up. It's not just about it being a higher number. It's that the gun itself actually feels stronger. And when you make a mistake, you have to increase your proficiency. Otherwise, you'll continue to get hit and you'll continue to lose that experience. It's a great system, and I really like it. I, I felt like it really rewarded the right kind of play and incentivized the right kind of play. There are also some platforming challenges that, that work really interestingly. The, just the design of the levels is very good. Um, in the first level, uh, you're in this kind of laboratory. Uh, it's like a mechanical area. You, you pass through a time portal, and as you're heading through there, there's certain ledges that you can't get to just by the way that they're designed in the world. And so you can see a lot of where you're supposed to go, but there's a specific pathing that you have to take. And I felt like that was that was good. That was the design of that was was smart. And I don't remember how well, and I think the platforming continues to be kind of an aspect of the game that is developed and it improved as time goes on, but I don't remember exactly. Uh, but I do remember liking the platforming in the game overall, and, and some of the design elements of it work fairly well. The boss battles are also interesting and they're presented really well. This is another one of those elements in which the presentation goes a long way. The first boss battle you, you fight against, his, you know, he talks, you know, smack to you, you get ready to fight, and his health bar, you know, kind of shows up on the screen and moves up to the top, or the bottom, I forget which way it goes, and then you fight against him. And just the presentation of that fight gets you hyped. It's exciting. And I remember from the time I played it, I do remember that I really enjoyed the boss battles and the way that they, they set those up. They become extremely challenging later on in the game, especially because of what I just mentioned in the upgrade system in which every time you get hit, you're losing the capabilities of your gun. And so you have to, uh, it creates these really cool moments where you're swapping weapons to, to gain the effectiveness of them or or you're, you're having to kind of like, you know, kill other smaller enemies in order to get back some experience so that you can re, you know, re-grasp that power of the gun. So it's really cool. Uh, so overall, a lot of good things. Um, I think the biggest and most powerful thing is that you, you just sense that this was something that was a creation of love. This is just what you, see, what you get. Now, there are some things I disliked. The first is that the save system is terribly antiquated and unnecessarily punishing. In my opinion, the save system way it works is it, it works very much like a Super Nintendo game. There are save points. You walk into a special room, you you know press down on the D-pad or you press A or whatever it is, and uh, and it says, do you want to save? Yes, you want to save. Cool, and it saves your progress. If you die, there's no auto save, there's no checkpoints. You go back to the last room you were in. There are a lot of rough edges to this game where it's easy to die very quickly. And I just ended up feeling like the the system just didn't age very well. And it ends up being, like I mentioned, just antiquated punishing in ways that it doesn't have to be. This game doesn't have to be that hard. And it's, it's hard for the wrong kinds of reasons in terms of how it feels to play. Additionally, the controls feel a little imprecise and floaty at times. And it may be because I was on PC and it didn't even really recognize my Xbox uh, controller. It just was like generic gamepad one. So it could have something to do with my control scheme there. But the the amount of platforming that is in the game uh, is that it's enough that you have to do it. And, and the controls didn't feel 
they didn't feel really good. There's a lot of platformers that just do it so much better. There are some interesting things about this game, but platforming is not one of its greatest strengths. The level design is very good when it comes to platforming. The controls and the and the feel that you get when you're actually navigating that terrain and how easy it is to fall off of an area and then have to climb your way back up can be it was annoying to me even in the hour that I played. Lastly, the respawn system for enemies based is based on what's on the screen at the moment. You've seen this in your, in old games before potentially where as soon as you move over the screen enough, that enemy will respawn right on the other side of the screen. And sometimes it will respawn on the other side of the screen and then it will aggressively pursue you across the level. That can be frustrating. <laughs> um, it doesn't always do this, but it's, it's inconsistent. There's weird stuff going on with that respawn system. And it, and it makes it more of a frustrating experience because you're constantly trying to figure out what in the world is going on. Why did that enemy respawn again? Why did it show up there? I already cleared out all the enemies on the left side of this level. Why is that one back again? It just kind of it's just kind of annoying. It's off-putting and it causes me to once again, it feels like there's aspects of the game that are not refined and not polished. Now, on the on the flip side, this game was made by one person. I think there was some more development help given potentially in the ports and the, and the second iteration, but this is a game basically designed and, and thought up by one person. So it's possible that these are just, this is part and parcel what you get with a game like this. That's certainly possible. I found myself being alienated by those design choices more uh, than I wanted to be. And because there, because the shooting and platforming aspects of the game are not elite tier, and granted this is old enough that it would have been at the top of its game probably for a lot of the other indie stuff, but there's been so many really excellent, tremendous uh, indie platformers, indie Metroidvania games that have come out since this game came out that are better than this game, that it leaves a little bit to be desired. I think that heart, that spirit, that earnestness is still very profound in this game. And this leads me to my overall impressions. I felt the game uh, was, was something really special. I remember it very fondly from playing it several years ago. The central aspect that fuels this is that the game is eminently personal. Everything has a lining of hope and buoyancy to it. Its charm is readily apparent from the first moment that you load up the title screen and the first few musical notes that play. I'd love to go back and revisit this further, but it's just not quite compelling enough. If you like this kind of game and you especially value good art and music and you've never tried it, I would, I'd recommend it. It's a good SNES-inspired throwback. I think there are better ones that have come out in recent years that capture that Metroidvania spirit as well. This game certainly has the heart, but it may have some rough edges that may alienate you. It did that for me. Well, that will do it for this 38-minute impression. If you enjoyed this entry, you can reach out to me on Twitter at JRMeden or Random Joe Show, or you can do it in Discord. I'd love to get you uh, playing games with us, so if you're interested in a Discord invite, you can always just let me know. Our Saturday episode this week is going to be on The Witness. Uh, and feel free to let me know if that's a game you've played, and especially if you've played it alongside us this week. Like I said, reach out to us. I'd love to include your thoughts, your comments, on the show that I record then. The next 38-minute impression will be on the game Rime, R-I-M-E. It's a third-person uh, indie platforming adventure game, 3D adventure game that came out last year. Um, it's puzzle elements too, platforming puzzle adventure game. Um, I thought it had its merits, 
looking forward to trying it again. Uh, and I'll share my thoughts and my memories about the game with you uh, very soon. I hope you're having an awesome week. Till next time, have fun gaming.